0: have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey you've come to the right place this is seek discover create with lexi silver presented by sdc in the next hour we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships sexuality and health from the leading sex experts and professionals
1: now here is your host lexi silver Hi everyone, welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Are you curious about cannabis? Do you want to know how you can use cannabis products to amp up your sex life? If you want to discover how cannabis can be effective at enhancing your sexual experiences, this show is for you. Joining me today is Ashley Manta, self-proclaimed cannosexual, which is also the name of her brand. I love it. And the authority on how to mindfully combine sex and cannabis. Sexual Health Magazine called her America's High Priestess of Pleasure and featured her on the cover of their recent January issue, so you should check that out. She was also the featured expert on Viceland TV's Stone Sex episode of Slut Ever. Whatever. I love that. Season one hosted by Carly Sortino. We're going to talk all about that deliciously. Well... We're going to talk all about the deliciously responsible ways you can mix cannabis and sex and attain new heights of ecstasy. Before we start our chat with Ashley about what cannabis can do for your erotic life, I just want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So today's episode is going to be lots of fun with my special guest, Ashley Manta, the counter Ashley is also a professional sex educator and coach. And has taught many retreats, including the Glowing Goddess Getaway, Healing Inside Out, and Intimate Health Punani Power Yoga Retreat. I think I needed to have signed up for one of those. I feel like I really missed the boat, but I won't again. I won't again. She's also been nominated for multiple awards in both the adult and cannabis industries. And in addition to her bi-weekly blog for Dope Magazine, her work has been profiled in Huffington Post and referenced in the London Times, Newsweek, and LA Weekly, to name a few. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, well, I think we are going to have quite a tasty show for people today. I've been getting so many questions about what is, you know, the link between cannabis and sex. I think you are the perfect person to help answer all of these questions today. I'm so happy to offer
2: any assistance that I can (laughs) and assure people that they are in good hands and they can make really
1: responsible, informed choices. (laughs) Well, perfect. So let's start with how did you become? Become a sexual as you put it? Or how did you how did you make it your brand? How did it all come to be? That's such a great question. I have been a sex educator
2: for the last 12 years, and I really got my start doing sexual violence prevention education, which is a pretty far cry from sex and cannabis. Um, It was incredible work and I loved it, but it was draining. And so after a while I burned out and really started focusing more on the pleasurable side of sex, body confidence and communication and toys and lubes and things that make you feel good. And then when I moved to, to California in 2013 from Pennsylvania, which was at the time a prohibition state, I had access to medical cannabis for the first time. And that made such a difference in Being able to go into a dispensary and say, I want to feel this, this, and this. I don't want to feel this or that. What can you do for me? And it was around that time in 2014 that I found Foria, which was a THC-infused oil designed for vulvas to enhance pleasure and decrease discomfort. And that was the product that allowed me to have penetrative sex without pain for the first time in well over a decade. And I was like, holy shit, there are not sexuality professionals talking about sex and cannabis right now. I feel like I need to do this, like, for the world, and so that became my niche and my brand, and now I am
1: America's High Priestess of Pleasure, which is pretty much the (laughs) coolest title ever. (laughs) It really is. If it's not already, it should be on all your business cards, like, and pretty much, like, all over your website. Yeah. It is definitely going to be on my next round of business
2: cards, and I do now own HighPriestessOfPleasure.com. Ooh! I'm I'm on the domain
1: hoarding. (laughs) I love that. You do, it's a well-deserved title. <laughs> so that's super interesting. And I actually do get some questions for um, from people with vulvas who are have experienced pain almost their entire lives. Okay. It's not possible to make it a physically pleasurable experience. So, um, have you worked with a lot of people who have also dealt with, let's say, vaginismus, who have uh, noticed that? Using uh, maybe THC infused lubricants uh, or oils have really helped them with their sex life. Absolutely, I have
2: not worked with as many directly in a coaching capacity because that's a little bit more. I would refer to someone. I would refer someone to a pelvic health specialist for that concern. Like I would want to give them some like tips, but I, that's that's something that I would want them to see a medical professional for. But what I have hadn't able to do through working with Foria is hear a lot of their patient stories and the things that I've heard are really quite remarkable of people who have had penetration pain with penetration for a really long time whether it be through vaginismus or vulvodynia or the like and they found relief um, also folks with endometriosis have said that it's been really helpful for them in using uh, their suppositories for cramps and, and like any kind of pelvic pain can really distract from your ability to be present during sex and enjoy yourself. And so using cannabis in that way, knowing that it's not going to cause an intoxicating or a head high effect, you can really just like confidently take care of your body and, and promote pleasure without having to worry about you know, getting stoned.
1: Oh, I love that. So, I mean, everything, you know, we, we were just talking about is very specific. We we're talking about actual pain, but there are other reasons that people tend to want to try to use cannabis. Sometimes it's just a matter of wanting to spice up their sex life. So why are people trying this out more? Like, what is this curiosity? Where does it stem from? I think the
2: curiosity comes partially from the taboo. It's been stigmatized and shamed for so long and people tend to be curious about the things that are, you know, naughty, that are subversive in some way. Mm. And so I think there's curiosity there. And I think people are drawn to plants. Like they want natural ways of working with their bodies that are plant-based versus pharmaceutical-based. And there's just something about cannabis as a creative uh, enhancer. You know, musicians, artists throughout history have used this plant to really tap into like source consciousness and their inner selves and their creativity. And so it seems like a very logical choice. Plus I've heard anecdotally that it's has been used back for at least 5,000 years, sex and cannabis as an aphrodisiac. I don't like to use the word aphrodisiac, but like as a sexual uh, enhancer or catalyst for sexual energy.
1: Ooh, and I like how you're using your words uh, in in a bit of a different way. A lot of people would say aphrodisiac just kind of is like a broad sort of thing, but you're being more specific about it. I like that. It's not even surprising to me that other cultures um, have been using this for years uh, because it's like you said, it's natural. So we tend to start by looking in our environments to even the basis for some of, you know, current um, trends in pharmacology started with something that was natural and plant-based that they wanted to try to replicate in the lab. Um, So this is very exciting. Some of these trends that are happening right now um, that people are trying uh, this natural source that seems to be working in a lot of different ways for them. What forms of it can I use to, I I guess, uh, not be an aphrodisiac, but to uh, enhance my Mm -hmm. sex life? Great
2: question. And what I find with folks is cultivating an awareness of where you are in your body, where you are mentally, and then having a sense of where you want to get to. Mm. Like what are you going for? Do you want heightened tactile sensations? Do you want more creativity? Do you want to be a little bit more verbal and, and, you know, letting the dirty talk flow more seamlessly? What is it exactly that you're going for? Because cannabis can really help, address the things that get in the way of pleasure connection and intimacy, like pain, like shame and anxiety and stress. But it also can be, as you said, an enhancer where it's adding creativity and, and uh, more of a dynamic experience that where normally it might be just kind of a typical, like we do the same things every time. So cannabis can help
1: kind of interrupt that a little bit so that you're thinking outside the box Oh, I like that. What do you think is a huge misconception when it comes to using cannabis for sexual purposes? The biggest misconception out there
2: is that you have to be high. Mm. 100% do not. There are so many methods of consuming cannabis um, that don't cause intoxicating effects whether they be from THC in its raw form, which is THCA, which doesn't cause psychoactive effects, or using CBD-rich products, or using topicals or balms and things like of that nature, to, of course, the things like phoria, where it's just applied topically to the vulva. Lots of ways to use cannabis that don't get you high. Baths. Oh, my God. That is my favorite thing to tell people if they're new and they're kind of like dip in a toe in the sex and cannabis pool. All right, here's what you do. You take whichever partner is more objectively stressed (laughs) or has a more difficult time, like (laughs) accessing pleasure and intimacy and you draw them a hot bath and you pop in a bath bomb and let them soak for like 15 minutes. And while they're doing that, which will not get them high, you go to the bedroom and you clean up the laundry and you light some candles or put on some mood lighting put on a playlist on Spotify, like make it sexy, create your sexual den where you're going to have your play space. And then your partner comes out, you kind of dry them off, maybe give them a massage and see where the night takes you. Like that is setting yourself up for success from every metric I can think of.
1: You're making me want to take a bath. (laughs) Who's going to do my laundry (laughs) if I take the bath? (laughs) The trick is you put the laundry in and then you go take a bath. You come out, switch the
2: laundry. And you're ready to
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, that's a really good trick. And I think, um, you know, there are lots of really good ways that we can relax before we start to go into sex. Because as uh, I mentioned in a previous episode that I did uh, with uh, Rachel Rose of Hedonish, then the brain just sometimes doesn't stop. And sometimes we just need to give it a break. And I want to talk a little bit about that after about what we can do, uh, maybe not to get high, but to kind of stop uh, some of those thoughts that uh, from infiltrating what could otherwise be a really awesome sexual experience. So don't go away. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. We'll be right back after this. Want to learn more about relationship sex and health and find new ways to spice up your sex life? Check out SDC.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy and Sex Because. Visit SDC.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. You'll have tons of exclusive resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network.
3: When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. tuned
0: in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion.
1: Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver and I'm here with Ashley Manta, the canna-sexual, and we are talking about sex and cannabis. There is nowhere else that you need to be right now except for listening to this podcast. I'm going to tell you that. So, right before the break, we were just talking about all the different ways, um, well, we were starting to get into all the different ways that Cannabis in different forms can enhance your sex life. And uh, we were also just talking about how how anxiety and uh, having a really noisy brain as Rachel Rose would like to say, uh, really sometimes gets in the way of what could otherwise be awesome sex. And you know that sometimes you're just trying to like get into the mood and there's stuff on your mind. And you know, you're you've had a really long day at work. And you're just like, you know, maybe you're you're thinking about way too many things. And it's hard for you to get into the groove. So how can cannabis help with that? Cannabis is so great for
2: helping to get people out of their heads and into their bodies because I am definitely someone who has a noisy brain. My brain does not stop and it does not shut up and it is intense and sometimes like I will actually have to articulate to my boyfriend like I'm really stuck in my head right now. I need help like getting back into my body and sometimes like cannabis even isn't quite enough especially for me because I have a really high tolerance and I need to do some like embodiment grounding kinds of exercises but for cannabis it is useful and especially for people with a much lower tolerance than I have it's very easy to just use a minuscule amount and have really wonderful effects and you can choose like is this something where you want to have that head high experience like do you want to feel a little bit more spacey in your head in addition to feeling more relaxed in your body or do you just want body relaxation and a very clear head and so you get to kind of make that call for yourself based on your situation but what I tell people is like go out and try different strains like I can't tell you what the best strain or cultivar is for getting you out of your head because it's going to be different for everybody I can tell you that like A CBD-rich strain is going to tend to be more effective because CBD is really great for anxiety. And THC in a dose that's too high for you can absolutely cause anxiety. So you want to be really mindful of that. So, you know, what I tell people is less is more when it comes to THC. Use the least amount that you need to get the effects that you're looking for you know, as we've said, you have to be clear on what effects you're looking for so that you know when you've attained them. And taking notes is crucial. Like, I got this product from this store. This is what it smelled like. This is how much I used, how long it took to set in. This was my experience. And like, write it all down. I know it's boring and it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but like, that's going to be way more reliable for you than going to some random bud tender and being like, yo, dude, what's going to like get me out of my head and into my body for sex? They're (laughs) going to be like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) How could they even begin to make that recommendation for you?
1: Right. And especially, you know, if you are trying out all these different strains and that's great and that is a good way of like kind of testing it out and seeing what it is that you like and maybe finding something that you weren't expecting to like and that actually is working for you. Um, You might not remember uh, after, you know, after sex or during sex or during the experience of feeling whatever effects that the cannabis is making you feel, what it is you're feeling uh, specifically related to the strain that you're trying. So writing it down is a really good plan. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so helpful.
2: And the analogy that just occurred to me is like you would not walk up to someone at a sex shop, like an employee in the shop, and be like, "What's the best toy for orgasm in this store?" Right, right. Like I couldn't begin to tell you what the best toy for you for orgasm is. Like, how could I possibly guess? I don't even know what your general configuration is. Like. I don't fucking know. So, so I encourage people to think of that absurdity like when they go to ask a bud tender or me like what the best
1: strain for sex is. Like... I can't tell you that. hundred percent that people working in dispensaries have dealt with people asking them those questions. Like what are, you know, what is the thing that I should try for right? this? And you know, I mean, I'm sure their answer is similar to yours because you're coming from a more educated place. So. <laughs> I would like to
2: tell you that most bud tenders know their limitations, but I would be lying to you. Like <laughs> these are people who are like, yes, this Indica is going to be great for this. And I'm like, no, no, no. Indica and sativa are not reliable indicators of effects. God damn it. <laughs> so, you know, these poor folks are making minimum wage and they're expected to be product specialists, salespeople, pharmacists, and therapists all at right. the same time. And like, that's just not a reasonable ask. So I'm like, look, Ask about products, like which specific products are bestsellers. Ask which ones are ethically sourced and like are good brands. Like they'll have a sense of that, but tell me what thing to choose, <laughs>
1: I wouldn't. <laughs> so do you think that maybe the first step is that if somebody is interested in trying cannabis for, you know, and trying to figure out also what it is that they're looking for. So if they want that more um, sensory experience, if they want to kind of, you know, dull those crazy thoughts in their brain, they're not always crazy. They could be normal thoughts, quote, um, but, you know, just thoughts in general. Um, is Do you think the first step is maybe trying to sample small amounts of different things and see what it is that works absolutely yeah sampling small amounts and
2: really what I would do is if you have a couple of friends who are also new and curious or you and your partner maybe like go in together like everybody get a gram and then you all just share because a gram is plenty for like up to you know four or five people depending on how much you're using so it would be more cost effective to kind of do it as a group and then you can kind of make a game of it. Like, Oh, how'd you like that one? What does this one do for you? Like, and and it's neat to see how different the effects can be from person to person based on your tolerance, your body chemistry, your mindset and the setting in which you're consuming, like all of those things impact your experience. And if you do it as a friend group, like it's going to be way more cost effective because I imagine grams. They go from anywhere from like $10 a gram to $25 a gram, which is a lot.
1: Yeah, so. and when you're first starting out, of course, you know, you want to, you don't want to try, uh, you, you want to try just enough to be able to say, okay, yes, this is working for me. I want to try more of, more of this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't want to blow hundreds of dollars just just sampling something for the first time. Yeah, sounds like quite a
2: party. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to start like hosting nights where people can just like come and sample different flour and like little one hitter taster like pipes and then take
1: some notes, wait like 20 minutes, have a couple snacks and then try the next one. I feel like you would be the perfect person for that. I go having these sex toy parties. That's like my bag, right? But yeah. like, you're a pro. You should definitely already be doing that. <laughs> Give yes. me ideas, Lexi. Yes. Give yes. me ideas. <laughs> Our sponsors are listening to this because. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you were mentioning just really briefly glossing over CBD and THC. So let's, yeah. let's actually talk about that. Cause you know what, <laughs> oh, this is where like the nitty gritty, the education part comes in. So, um, so please go for it. I'd love to hear it. Let's get nerdy. Okay. Yeah. So
2: if you are not remotely interested in biochemistry, you could just skip this whole section because <laughs> it's going to be real boring for you. <laughs> but, but if you're a nerd, like the two of us, mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. So in its plant form, Cannabis has a number, numerous, like hundreds of compounds known as cannabinoids. It also has compounds called terpenoids, uh, which are the things that make the plant smell the way that it does. And what we've actually found is that the terpenoids have impact on the effects of the cannabinoids. Hmm. Um, So if you've ever used um, or smelled lavender essential oil, the predominant terpenoid in lavender is a, uh, is a terpene called linalool. Hmm. Linalool is also found in cannabis, and it's very relaxing without being sleepy, but it's kind of sedate. And uh, if you've ever smelled an orange, that's limonene. Um, that's a very citrusy kind of aroma, and it tends to be more uplifting and euphoric. And so you can use your nose to kind of identify like, oh, this is more citrusy. This is more piney. This is more floral and note that in your notes. And then the cannabinoids, THC, CBD, CBN, CBG, THCV. It's like alphabet soup up in here.
1: (laughs) sounds like it. Holy shit. Right.
2: (laughs) And they all do slightly different things. Um, THC and all of these cannabinoids in their raw form, like when you pluck the bud off of the plant before you apply any heat to it, all of these cannabinoids are in their acid form. And in their acid form, they're non-intoxicating, including THC. THCA will not get you high. THC in the acid form converts to delta-9 THC, which is the THC that gets you high.
1: Huh. Okay. So you need to apply heat for any of these effects to actually happen. Exactly. Unless you're buying something like
2: a tincture or an Mm -hmm. edible where the THC was already converted into Delta 9 THC before you obtained it. But if, yeah, if you have raw flour in your hand, you have to apply heat. If you just like chew it and swallow it, you wouldn't get
1: high at all. So if it's an, in its edible form, let's say like in a cookie. Or mm-hmm. something. Oh my god, I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> so it was already heated in order to create the cookie. Let's yes. say um, because it was converted. Uh, I I mean, uh, speaking out of some some mild knowledge of mm-hmm. this, um, into uh, a butter uh, squirts and then added to the delicious treat that you are then ingesting. So because of the fact that it was already exposed to heat, it released all those delicious things that then create those euphoric feelings that you could potentially feel or sedative potential feelings. Sedative potential. And so here's
2: what's interesting about edibles. When you ingest Delta 9 THC over the course of being digested, it converts from delta-9-THC into something called 11-hydroxy. Hmm. We're so getting chemistry up in here. Loving it. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> uh, as a sapiosexual, I get like really turned on. Like, Me too. Me shins, too. No, so I'm really glad that you're enjoying this as much <laughs> as I am. So 11-hydroxy is a really interesting compound because it has a slightly different effect than delta-9-THC. It is more of a body high. It's very sedate and it's longer lasting. It stays because it's going through your digestive tract. It takes anywhere between four and eight hours to completely pass through your system, which is why edibles are such a time commitment. And because it has to go through your entire digestive tract, it can take up to two full hours to feel the effects. And so when people take an edible, (laughs) wait half an hour and then take more because they're like, I don't feel anything. All of a sudden, an hour and a half after that, they're, like,
1: melting onto the floor. (laughs) Like,
2: regretting all of their life choices.
1: Oh my God. As you can imagine, um, overdoing it like that, uh, you know, when you're like, oh, this, th- this isn't working and then t- taking some more and then all of a sudden the edible kicks in and you just can't move. That is not positive for whatever sexual experience you are trying to no, Oh, I never recommend
2: edibles for sex <laughs> unless you either have a massively high tolerance or you're going for like a weekend away with your partner and you're going to have like marathon sex, which I have done and I enjoy. Like, that's a good time time but like quickies or like
1: you want to do something before bed edibles are absolutely not the right choice for you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well thank you for that quick little chemistry lesson there and we are going to talk about which kinds of cannabis and which other kinds of delicious chemicals you can ingest that would be good for your sex life so don't go away we're going to talk a little bit more about cannabis and sex right after this Explore your lexuality on my website, com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire when you use promo code LexiSDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lexual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver.
3: That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with LubeLite. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. are tuned in to seek
0: discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's l-e-x-i at sdc.com now back to this week's discussion
1: Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver and I'm here with Ashley Manta and we are talking about sex and cannabis. And uh, before the break, we were talking about how not to uh, overdo it on edibles uh, because it is counter effective if you are trying to have a very fun sexual experience because you will not be able to peel yourself off the couch. So what are some more effective ways for you to have a very fun sexual experience using cannabis? Uh, there are so many. Okay.
2: I would never recommend edibles, but for people who don't enjoy smoking and want more of a, um, a systemic reaction instead of just localized with topicals, I would recommend tinctures. Hmm. So tinctures are either alcohol or oil-based solutions that cannabis, um, either THC or CBD or some combination thereof, has been infused into and you apply it under your tongue and you actually hold it there for between 30 to 60 seconds you know as long as you can tolerate it really and sublingual absorption is significantly more bioavailable um, more quickly than ingestion and so a lot of the cannabinoids end up absorbing really quickly and you feel the effects within like 20 minutes instead of two hours and the cool thing about tinctures is that you can really precisely dose yourself because it's going to come in a dropper bottle where you can just do one drop and so you can really like titrate your doses and get nerdy about that like okay one (laughs) drop did this three (laughs) drops did this like and I, I so encourage people to like start that small like really really less is more if you're totally new to cannabis like a milligram and a half or two is
1: plenty. You don't need 10 milligrams. Like what the fuck are you doing with your life? That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're dosing that much on your first shot, uh, chances are you're not doing much, maybe not with your life, but not that night at least. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. to be like, it's, just, it's just like, Oh my God, like that's just going to end so badly
2: for you. Yes. And the problem is in States like California, um, you can't have more than 10 milligrams in a serving, but you can't have more than 100 milligrams in an entire product. So people end up doing 10 milligram servings so that they can get, like, kind of more bang for your buck. And for the average new person, like, 10 milligrams is just entirely too much. But you can't, like, break the chocolate down or the gummy. Like, what, do you just nibble the corner and, like, <laughs> so... <laughs> not, not ideal. So tinctures are great because you just one little dropper and you're good. And then you can notice the effects and feel that like the body relaxation, the, the decrease in discomfort, the increase in sort of creative, stimulation and it's it's fun. Tinctures. That's that's one of my go-tos.
1: Ooh, and so if we were talking about uh different kinds of C B D and different kinds of THC. And are both of those and all of their you know subsets available as tinctures as well? So how does that, how does that work? It depends on where you live. Um in
2: the United States, THC is not allowed to cross state lines. So any, and, you know, only 28, 30 states now have some form of recreational or medical programs. So California specifically, because I live in California, you can get tinctures with just CBD, with just THC, with THC and CBD, with a bunch of other cannabinoids in addition to THC and CBD, which there usually are anyway, unless you're dealing with like isolates. Um, What we found is that the more you have uh, a multifaceted... Cannabinoid profile, where there's THC, CBD, CBN, CBG, all those things, and the terpenes, that's going to give you the best experience. If you start isolating them down into just their single components, they don't work as well separately as they do together.
1: Hmm.
2: It's called it, the entourage effect.
1: Oh, fancy.
2: Right. <laughs> and so. Let's say you live in Idaho where you don't have THC products, where they don't have like access to things like that. You can still get CBD that's derived from hemp and hemp plants have less than 0.3% THC in them. And um, so Foria actually now has a whole hemp CBD line, which is great because like they use full flower extract, like broad spectrum, meaning all of the other cannabinoids that are in the hemp plant and there's no THC there's 0.3%. So it's, it's nothing. It's a negligible amount. It wouldn't show up on a drug test unless it's a really, really strong drug test. Um, and what we found is that like THC and CBD actually do work really well synergistically together and it's better to have it if possible. And if you live in a prohibition state, full spectrum CBD from hemp is, you know, as good as you can get and that actually works out pretty well. And so they are pretty widely available. I believe Canada also has a pretty extensive selection of either hemp
1: CBD or cannabis
2: derived CBD uh, tinctures. So we talked about,
1: okay, edibles, we talked about tinctures. What about the differences between smoking a joint, let's say, and vaping? So are uh, you're heating up Substance, right? So you're releasing all those delicious chemicals that we were just talking about before because yes. a bunch of nerds. So what's the difference? Is there a difference at all between smoking and vaping, or has there it- is? Um the cool thing about
2: vaping is that typically, if you're using some kind of a desktop vaporizer, the one that I use is called the vape exhale, you can actually set the temperature at which you are applying heat to the flour. And so, what they found is that cannabinoids and terpenes um, release at different temperatures between down to like 225 up to the upper 400s degrees Fahrenheit. So, vaporizing is good on a couple of levels. One is that you get the more precision heating, and so you can actually choose which cannabinoids you want to vaporize, like predominantly by choosing what temperature you vape at, and that can shape your effects. And more pragmatically from a uh, respiratory health perspective, vaping is going to be better for your lungs than smoking. It just is, you know, no doctor I've ever spoken to has ever been like, yes, smoke joints all day. Like that's no problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's not what they're saying. Um, A lot of them are like, yes, vaporize. Vaporizing is good. That's especially vaporizing flour. That that's like your kind of gold standard for for consumption via inhalation like vape pens the things that they put in vape pens can be a little bit questionable at times and so you really want to work with a, a reputable company that's not using fillers or solvents or additives um and smoking flour is fine but you know figure a butane lighter burns at somewhere around a thousand degrees like you're combusting those cannabinoids immediately mm-hmm. so you're still going to get high but like you're you're going to lose some of the nuances that you would be able to to have access to if you're vaporizing
1: so the best ways to have a more controlled high especially if you're new at this is mm-hmm. vaping or using tinctures is my understanding yes. of what yes. we're talking about so yes. if you want to get like real Excellent. scientific about it mm-hmm. uh then those are the ways to go about it totally And I feel like it is a science, right? Like you're trying to find the right blend for you and your body, your size, uh, your tolerances, like your particular, uh, what it is that you want to target. If it's, you know, anxiety, if it's you want your body to be more sensitive. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Now, we were talking about all these different cool delivery methods, and I would imagine that if you're smoking or vaping, you have more of a full body effect and also a mental effect Mm -hmm. versus a tincture, potentially, or versus a localized lubricant or a a kind of oil or cream that you might massage locally. So, yeah, they're all a little bit different. Inhalation,
2: if you're inhaling things with THC in them, you're going to have some kind of head effect, and some kind of body effect if you are doing CBD rich you're going to have a more diminished head effect and a more uh, heightened body effect if you're doing tinctures everybody's a little bit different it it depends I found a little bit on if it's alcohol or oil based Um, like I don't drink alcohol at all anymore like even recreationally and so I don't like alcohol tinctures because they actually burn my mouth and feel uncomfortable (laughs) under my tongue Um, so I can't hold it under my tongue as long, but oil doesn't bother me. Although it tastes a little bit like wheatgrass doesn't taste great. I have to be honest with you, but (laughs) if you like plants, if you like the taste of plants, then (laughs) it might be all right for you. And then, and then topical is like, yeah, they don't get you high at all. As far as I am aware. Like I've heard of like one or two people here or there who are like, Oh yeah, I got so stoned from like putting it on my pussy. And I'm like, I don't understand how that's possible, but, like, I don't want to discount your lived experience, but you were 100% a minority. And, like, you you are the exception that proves the rule. Like, it's, like, it's a placebo effect in essence, really. It could be, like, you know, it's... I can't quite explain why someone would get high from spraying it on their pussy. Like, it doesn't make logical sense to me, and yet, like, as I've been like feeling into being a witch for the last two and a half three years and so I do a lot of things that don't make logical sense that work and I'm like I don't know how that happened but it did okay then like far be it for me to, to discount anyone's experience <laughs> but it shouldn't get you high so try it see how it goes when you don't have anything to do and then you know go from there
1: Oh, wow. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the kinds of things you can do that will make your body and mind feel really amazing and prep you for some of probably, possibly the best sex of your life. So uh, we will be right back after this. Don't go away. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway that fuses sumptuous relaxation with the liveliness of the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views, and we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. Throughout our exclusive SDC takeover, you can indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle, Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing-optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches, and immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime in our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at
4: SDC.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com
0: you are tuned in to seek discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's l-e-x-i at sdc.com now
1: back to this week's discussion Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Ashley Manta, and we are talking about sex and cannabis. And we've had quite a show. We got nerdy for a little bit, talking about the chemistry of all of these delicious things that you can put into your body in so many different ways, and how they can affect you. And I want to go a little bit into the pre sex part of it. So how about people who maybe have a little bit of difficulty or maybe a lot of difficulty with arousal? How can cannabis help with that, if cannabis can help with that?
2: I do find that cannabis can help with that for a lot of people. Not for everyone. There are people who sex and cannabis just does not work out with well for them. It doesn't work with their body. It you know, no matter what they try, it makes them sleepy, like, or it makes them anxious. Cool. If this is not your jam, like no one's judging you. I am not here to convert anyone. I'm just here to tell you how to do it better. (laughs) So, right. Like it's it's not your thing. Like that's fine. And so when it comes to arousal, like I try to frame it in, in a very non-judgmental and permissive way, meaning I am not going to tell you that this joint or this tincture or this whatever is going to turn you on. And I'm using scare quotes here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you that suddenly you're going to smoke this and be like a ravenous sexual beast. (laughs) Like, I think that is setting you up for disappointment. And so I'm not going to do that to you. (sighs) What I do tell people is I talk about the dual control model that um, Emily Nagoski, lays out in her book, Come As You Are, which if you haven't read, highly recommend to anyone who's listening to this. It's a fantastic book for people who have vulvas or people who love people who have vulvas. And she talks about the dual control model, which is the sexual inhibition system or sort of the body's and the brain's brakes and the sexual excitation system, which is more like the gas. And so you would think that like, you just have to hit the gas harder if the brakes are on. But in reality, what we've found is that you have to take the brakes off and then apply the gas. And I think cannabis can both help with taking the things off that are hitting the brakes. So pain, anxiety, self-consciousness, feeling, you know, shame about your body or about the kind of sex that you're having because of family of origin shit or religion or any of the things that hold us back from like being our truly expressed sexual selves which are not a small number of things. Oh God. And so it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of those things. And so as it like takes pressure off the brake, it also can help enhance sensation and make you feel fewer inhibitions. And so that can help hit the gas.
1: Oh, I like that. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. There are so many cool positive things to using a different cannabis products that could help you. Let's talk about the cannabis-infused lubricants and oils that you can use locally, all right? So I'm curious about this thing. I had a lot of listeners asking me about this. So um, are they A, effective, and B, if I'm using um, lubricant on, uh, on my vulva, can my partner through penetrative sex or any kind of uh, like even uh, oral manipulation, can they also be affected by whatever it is that I'm using? Great, great question. Okay, <clears throat> so your partner is not going to get high
2: from penetration of you when you have the oil on. However, if they go down on you, your pussy is now an edible. Mm. At, you know, for Foria two and a half milligrams per spray. And so if you have six sprays, that's like not a small amount of THC that's on your pussy and thus could be a little intense. So the important thing to keep in mind with lubes is that one, if it's oil, it's not compatible with latex. So you're going to be using nitrile or polyurethane condoms, which would be compatible with latex or excuse me, which would be compatible with oil. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all the time I hear people be like, oh, you can't use these things with condoms. I'm like, no, no, you you can, just not latex. Yeah. Um, And if you happen to have a wardrobe of latex clothing, you also want to be careful of that because oil and latex are not friends. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that you don't use this like a normal lube, meaning this is not something that you reach for when there's too much friction and you're trying to smooth it out. This is a marinade mm. for your Ooh, I like that marinade. Yeah. Marinade, get it all juicy mm. and yummy. It takes between 15 and 30 minutes to absorb into the mucosa of the vulva. And so I like to do like a spray up by the clit, a spray on the inner labia, and a spray around the vaginal opening if not you know one or two sprays per area so I go between three and six sprays depending on how I'm feeling and I do that 15 to 30 minutes before sex usually around 20 minutes before um, stimulation of the pussy begins you can of course do other things in the interim you can make out you can dry hump you can you know have your partner give you a killer massage you can you know stick your toes up their ass whatever you want to do <laughs> <You> just <laughs> You know, I don't judge. It's fine, of course. <laughs> so you just want to like hold off on the pussy stimulation until you get to that like fifteen to thirty minute mark, and then it's interesting. THC is a vasodilator, so it's going to dilate the capillaries, bringing more blood and oxygen to the area. So you're going to get that sort of swelling effect. And we know the clit, when it gets erect, can swell up to three hundred times its normal size. So like a lot of cool things happen. It increases lubrication a little bit, and like your natural lubrication decreases pain, increases pleasure. So I find that, like, my clit, under normal circumstances, is like a two-trick pony. I got two good <laughs> orgasms in me pretty close together, and, like, that's it. Then it's like, leave me the fuck alone. Thank you very much. You're done now. And <laughs> what I find when I use, like, aphoria is nine, ten, eleven tricks. Like, wow. it's, it's a great... It expands the stamina that I have for stimulation and it also like changes my orgasm. It's, it's easier to access and it's, it's different. It's more full-bodied and um, elongated in its, oh. in its duration.
1: And I mean, obviously anybody can have different effects from using the same product. Would you say maybe for people who have vulvas who have difficulty attaining orgasm that it might help them, at least with increasing some of the sensitivity and also just increasing the blood flow to that area that might actually uh, drive them a little bit closer to potentially reaching that orgasm, whether it's through penetration or just, you know, stimulation, a manual stimulation or oral stimulation.
2: I think it stacks the deck in your favor Mm. is what I would say. You know, it's not a guarantee, it's not going to work for everybody, but you're setting yourself up for success to allow you to access orgasm more effectively. And, you know, of course, as, as we all know, as sex educators and sexuality professionals, like, orgasm does not have to be the goal. Like, pleasure is the goal. If it feels good, that's all that matters. Oh, Yes. Um, it's okay. Like, it's fun. I love orgasms. Don't get me wrong. But like, I've also in the last couple of years of doing energetic sex have learned about energetic orgasms that I can have without ever touching my genitals without even taking my clothes off, like full bodied, ecstatic (laughs) orgasms. And so I've really reframed my relationship with like, clitoral stimulation and like the need for that and the need to like bookend my sexual experience by having an orgasm of a specific type. I'm like, let's just make it feel good and, and the rest will sort itself out.
1: Oh, I love that. And that's actually something I say a lot. And I've been mentioning it quite frequently on uh, on my social media posts and in blogs is that pleasure is the goal, not orgasm. So connection with you and your partner, or your multiple partners, uh, connection with yourself, if you're solo, that's great, just getting in touch with your body and just experiencing pleasure and new things and trying new things. And I love that, you know, infusing, you know, your life with a little bit of cannabis in different ways can also be that way of trying new things. So, so there is one more question that I have for you and super important. And we were talking about this during the break, you and I, um, yes. is the question of consent. Okay. Yes. So when we talk about cannabis and because it is, you know, it, it could have, you know, uh, different, uh, mind bending <laughs> abilities, and it is still considered by a lot of people to be a drug. Can you, you know, can Doing any kind of cannabis, whether it's orally, whether it's uh, like a, a local thing, whether it's vaping or smoking or a tincture, can that affect at all your ability to give consent? And should you let your partner know if you've already taken a cannabis product before you engage in play? Yes, having a conversation
2: before you consume cannabis in any form is important because your partner deserves to have informed consent and to be aware of the things that are impacting your how you show up and your sexual experience. Um, and the short answer is, we're not sure how much being um, high impacts consent. And so, what I tell everyone, is, as a sexual assault survivor, as a sexual violence prevention educator, is. Have conversations when you are completely sober. Negotiate before you medicate. Talk about what's on the table, what you're in the mood for, what you want to co-create together, what kinds of cannabis you're going to be using, what the predicted effects are, and what you're kind of looking for in that realm. And most importantly, how to tell if you're in some kind of distress and how to help you in that space. Like if I start staring at the wall and not responding, please stop having sex with me. Give me some water. Check in with me. Like, Give me some like snuggles or whatever it is that you need if you happen to find yourself in an overconsumption space and have a
1: partner who cares enough about your shared experience to want to make sure that you're okay. Oh, I love that. And I mean, even if you're just getting started with trying different kinds of cannabis products to see what works for you, even starting with little doses, because you don't know what necessarily is going to happen to you, what kind of effect it might have on you. So those are really, really important things. And, uh, you know, just in general, be with a partner who gives a shit about what, how you're feeling <laughs> during your sexual experience. Um, but those are really important tips. Those are great. So, last question, where can people go to get information, good information, about how to properly use cannabis responsibly during sex? Well, <laughs> I have published over 150
2: articles on sex and cannabis, which uh, are all found on my website at canasexual.com and that's C-A-N-N-A-S-C-X-U-A-L. You can also find me on Instagram at cannasexual. And I recently signed on with this app called the Green Life app and it's, you can get it on Android or iPhone and it has education. It's sort of a social media platform. It interfaces with a telemedicine platform where you can actually chat with doctors and nurses who are aware of cannabis as medicine and can give you insight and advice and I just joined that telemedicine platform as a coach. So now you can also get sex coaching with me through the platform, which is pretty cool. Oh. Uh- so find me like just regular through my website or via email if you're interested in sex and relationship coaching. And then I teach. I teach all over the place. Um, hopefully, eventually all over the world. That's the goal. That's what we're mm. working toward. I want to be like Dr. Jess and like travel all over the place to these incredible locations and, and meet people and, and t-shirt retreats. That's like goals. Nice. Um, but in the meantime, I just taught with my boyfriend at the Glowing Goddess Getaway Couples Retreat last weekend which was awesome. And I'm going to be training with Betty Dodson at the end of July to become a certified body sex facilitator. So I'll be offering body sex workshops, um, which will also be cannabis friendly because Betty Dodson is a cannabis consumer. She's a big old pothead, which is the coolest freaking thing at 90 years old. And so... Um, I went to my first body sex retreat back in the fall and cannabis was available um, via phoria CBD samples that we got to use during the masturbation recess. And of course I brought joints. So I was like outside with everybody like smoking between breaks and that's going to be really exciting. So that I can do all over the place. I can travel to you. I speak at colleges. I do um, conferences and corporate retreats like, Sky's the limit. Just reach out to me. I'm Ashley at ashleymanta.com. You can also connect with Ashley on social media at
1: canasexual on Instagram and at ashleymanta on Twitter. I'm already stalking you, so whatever. But yeah. um, for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Thank you so much. I feel like I had quite the education and I really appreciate the nerdy side as well of this conversation. So thank you very much for helping educate all of us. Ah, oh, Thank you for letting me get nerdy. This was such a fun conversation. Oh, it really was. And I look forward to many other fun conversations in the future. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> And thank you so much for everybody for who listened today. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Stay up to date with my podcast. You can also download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at SDC.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, intellectual people. Bye.
0: We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by STC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality.
4: lifestyle.com Great sex starts now